Hello, and welcome to the 411 Powered by Age podcast. We are a group of seniors living in Vancouver, BC, and we all belong to the 411 Senior Center. The producers of the podcast are just about the most diverse bunch of people you could imagine, which is wonderful because that's exactly what a podcast for seniors should be. Coming up in this episode, we'll be talking to the people involved in the 411 Senior Center, and we'll also be discussing ways to save money as a senior. Coming up first, though, one of our podcast producers, Kathy Gregg, talks to Luke Schuess and Hunok Rayu about the value of integrational collaborations. So this is Kathy Gregg, and I'm interviewing Luke Schuss as part of our intergenerational collaboration segment for the podcast. So, Luke, I think you'd agree that there's a lot going on here at 33 Terminal, where 411 Seniors is situated on the seventh floor. Because on the second floor, Joel Flynn runs a recording studio called Podstream. Leslie Remund, our executive director, and Joel did a swap, long story, leading to our podcast. And Luke, you helped Joel run his recording business, and you've been sort of in and out of the seniors doing the podcast. Is that so? Yes, that's uh, that's correct. Right. And what did you think when Joel started to hang out with 411 seniors? What did I think when Joel started to hang out with the seniors? Um I thought it was a good idea for all parties, um, particular with Joel, because I know how well he is at interacting with older crowds, particularly from his uh, music, you know, side career. Right. Um, he loves to do the Frank Sinatra crooner songs and... Oh, I'm learning the dirt here, aren't I? The dirt? Yes, his background. Uh, no, well, it's not, there's no, <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you about it. You just okay. have to ask him. Um, no, I thought it was a great idea. And, uh, you know, I remember the first meeting we had with Leslie or the first meeting I was there at, the energy was just super, super intense in a good way um, coming from Leslie. So it was a very natural fit. And um, were you there when we did the the collaboration with the singers from UBC? No, I wasn't there. Okay, for that. I didn't. I didn't think you were. But um, do you remember what Joel had to say back in February when we when you know when you guys first started working with us? What were the What were the good points? What were the challenges? Were there Did he have any doubts? Did you have any doubts about working with a bunch of seniors? Um, no, not really. Um, I've myself personally, I've been working with seniors, not in a professional capacity, but certainly, uh, my grandparents, all their friends, you know, I've always been the young, capable technology minded person in the family. So I'm very, uh, very comfortable working with seniors in that. Well, it, it really comes across. And what do you think, uh, what do you get out, out of this collaboration? Um, well, I, hmm, what do I get out of it? <laughs> um, I think what really has been the interesting opportunity for us is that uh, both Joel and I are very design-oriented, tech-minded people, and we're used to looking at technology 
and applications and, and innovations from a younger perspective or for a target audience that's a bit younger. Um, and what we've found there's an opportunity is to maybe switch that up and look at how we can apply technology to benefit seniors. Um, our thinking is that most tech companies don't really pay a lot of attention to the needs of seniors for very simple reasons. They have a shorter customer lifespan compared to a young person. Right. So if you're developing an, a, an app for an audience, you're going to want them to theoretically lock in as a customer for the rest of their life. Right. For example, like a Netflix or a Spotify, you know, the streaming services. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a customer of both of those, and they'll probably have me for the next 50 years. So they can model their numbers around that and design their experiences around my long-term customership. But uh, for a senior who's, you know, has less years to live, theoretically, um, they don't pay as much attention to that. And there's also a lot, of, a lot less disposable income there for most seniors than there is for a 20-something person. Um, what were we talking about? No, no. <laughs> uh, this is really interesting. I was asking you what you were getting out of the collaboration, and what you're telling me is that you guys are really learning about um, marketing to a different segment and and uh, of the population. And, you know, yeah, the seniors don't live as long, so you'd have to go in sort of the waves of senior rather than, than one individual who's going to live for a long time. Mm-hmm. And... And figuring out how to adapt the technology for for you know that that reality, but on a personal level, like you know, here we are talking. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. What's that like? <laughs> you know, j- just dealing with us as as old folks. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty normal. I mean, uh, it's not okay. something. <laughs> I don't well, know how it is for you. It's but not It's not that normal for, for me. I mean, one of the things that I'm finding is that I miss being around younger people since my retirement. So, um, yeah. Anyway, for uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear that you have this comfort. It sounds like you, you've been around seniors to some degree all your life, that you have family connections that well, have been comfortable for you. I was thinking about that and... Um, just thinking about living here in Vancouver, you know, I've been here since 2006, so pretty well my whole adult life. Um, and yeah, I am comfortable with seniors, but I don't really interact with them a lot in my day-to-day. Just, I don't know why that is. I guess there's not a lot of overlap between the, the places I go or the activities I do. Um, I think there's also a lack of public space. That brings us together. That brings people together. Uh, There's a lack of public space in this city in general, or in most cities, I would say, all cities. Um, So there's not really a place where young people and older people would naturally overlap. Right. The, The places I think of are maybe like a coffee shop, depending on the neighborhood or uh, the swimming pool. Right. The, uh, like the sauna, uh, that kind of thing, the hot tub. I usually go up to Hillcrest School, and that's one... Oh, yeah. One, uh, or Hill, Hillcrest Pool. And that's one place where I see a lot of seniors and 
talk to them. Unfortunately, I can't interact with them as much because there's lots of uh, different languages being spoken in those situations. So that's another slight barrier. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, it sounds like you're very thoughtful about all this. And, and, and I'm saying that just right now, this sounds like a, a really great intergenerational collaboration that we're have, having, talking about what what divides us and that actually the podcast this whole project is bringing bringing us together and i'm i'm hoping to have um some more conversations like this but uh is there anything else you'd like to say yeah just um just touching on what what we're getting out of it um at this point in the world with technology i think there's a lot of concern that we've missed the point with these new things that we've created these you know social networking sites or apps or phones gadgets whatever i certainly feel that we don't we've created these things but they're not actually helping us in our day-to-day lives as much as they could be and what's interesting with the senior center is that uh, with 411 we have an audience there there's a there's a network of people there that have problems or need help accomplishing tasks or you name it and um, we can look at that as a way to create something using tech that can actually make a difference without having it be too invasive if that makes sense yeah (laughs) well i i just i can't believe how much i've learned from from listening to you talk uh, about all this and anyway Thanks for the great interview. You can, okay. Cool. So, Hugh Nock, tell me a little about yourself, your life in Vancouver. My life in Vancouver. Okay, so I'm pretty new here because I flew in like one and a half years ago. Um, and I'm doing my PhD at UBC um, in the field of adult education. Um, and I'm loving every moment um, in Vancouver. It's so beautiful here. People are really nice. Our weather, amazing. Where, where are you from? I'm from South Korea. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, can you tell me how you became involved with 411 Seniors? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, it was a part of um, leadership program I um, applied for at UBC. Yeah. Um, so we did um, some month of like workshops and training indoor. And at the end of the program, we were given um, um, option of choosing a project out of, I don't know, like several um, alternatives. And my my priority was 401 because I love working with seniors. Yeah. Um, so when I met you today, I didn't realize that you were actually not part of the musicians mm-hmm. that that came here mm-hmm. back in February. And, you know, we had our, our uh, storytelling uh, course and there mm-hmm. was a bunch of us that told stories. And mm-hmm. then we found out about a month before we performed that all these musicians were going to come, these young musicians were going to come from UBC to back us up. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a surprise for you, too. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of it? I mean, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. The um, the collaboration between this young generation and then the, the older, mature generation, um, that just collaboration was fantastic. And then the project, the fact that the project was done in an art form, the storytelling, and 
musical instruments. That was just beautiful. That was, yeah, it's just, yeah, mind-blowingly beautiful. There were two project managers actually um, uh, participating in that uh, event yeah. that day, and they were so moved. Right. Yes. How beautifully that was. Well, you know, I was one of the storytellers. And right. I, I was... Um, I loved your story. <laughs> I was backed up by uh, uh, Tootie. Tootie. Yeah. And um, anyway, my, my story was, I don't know, I think a bit sillier than some no. of the other stories. No, I, I loved it. And it was... Um, and so afterwards, I heard the uh, two of the students basically discussing it and saying because it was about a, uh, a summer of failed romances mm-hmm, on uh, mm-hmm. in, in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. And I heard them saying, yeah, but, you know, she liked both of them. And I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, these 20-somethings are, they heard my story and they're actually mm-hmm. thinking about my life. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think that was the thing about the storytelling mm-hmm. that made it a... a a powerful connector between the generations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, afterwards, I I went online and I did a fair amount of, uh, I did my own little literature review mm-hmm. to see if I could find out what kinds of collaborations have been happening. And mm-hmm. I think ours was pretty unique. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I mean, like there have been some intergenerational uh, projects, like nursing homes and stuff. Yeah. But there wasn't this kind of like very creative, like artistic, musical, uh, like active, like form of uh, projects. There, there haven't been many. No, and so I agree with you. I, I think the creative element for both generations totally. that was a link yeah. that defies age, whether you're young or you're old. When the creative spark is happening, right, right. it links people. In, totally. I yeah. So. Um, one of your, just when we were talking earlier, you have an interest in gerontology, you were yep. saying. Yeah. And um, so you would, have a, you would have a fair knowledge of what kind of efforts are made to link young people with, with their elders. Mm-hmm. And uh, for you too found this was a unique experience. Oh, totally. I mean, like, I've, that's one of my, like, future projects. Like, I really want to, like, connect it younger generations with uh, our mature generations yeah um like and but because i've studied a little bit more about like later life and gerontology i know that um, older people can be very active and positive yeah but for our um, young participants like the ubc undergrad students it was really shocking. I mean, that was really like nice shock for them because um, some of them actually participated in some kind of um, volunteer work before with the seniors. Right. And usually like nursing homes yeah. and like, you know, physically impaired. Yeah. So it was pretty depressing for them, that experience, like, you know, working okay. and interacting this with is, them. This is really what yeah. I want to yeah. learn about yeah. too. Yeah. So like they, so we had a debriefing session after our event and um, yeah, they were telling me, oh, this is so uplifting. You know, they, it was really refreshing for them that older people are just active and like they can really contribute and share. I mean, it was really nice experience for them oh i am really i'm i'm actually thrilled to hear that Mm -hmm. Um, because you know we live in a society where youth and seniors are really segregated Mm -hmm. and ageism is a reality Mm -hmm. and so i think we might be on to something about Mm -hmm. um creative collaborations Mm -hmm. seem to bridge the gap and Mm -hmm. they and and it cuts through the stereotypes Mm -hmm. and and also with the the storytelling form Mm -hmm. Um, 
it gives a fast way of grabbing a piece of of, of a person's life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think it was very like ingenious way of um, uh, conducting like uh, collaboration between these two generations. Yeah, I mean storytelling because our older generations can bring so much right i mean they're like vast um i don't amount of life experience and the variety of it yeah and the young people um yeah interestingly none of the young participants were majoring in music they were like engineering students and nursing students okay so they are not majoring in music so it was that kind of their you know like talent or hobby yeah um so it was really refreshing for them to like, use their oh. like you know um, like musical talent to for that event too. Yeah. So, uh, are you planning? Do you have any ideas for future collaborations that would use the, some of the things that you've learned? I mean, like at the moment, I don't have any specific plan. But I would, I would just say, um, if there is any opportunity given to me, I mean, I would love to be in part and uh, I mean be, be part of it and help as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, one of the things in, that I'm going to be um, utilizing from from that day is is a couple of the other storytellers actually talked about times in their life when they connected or learned from mm-hmm. when they were young mm-hmm. from an older mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the ones uh, that I thought was really a great story was. Taylor Coe's story, mm-hmm. where um, she has this, when she was a, I don't know, a feckless 19-year-old, blowing all her money with her friends, oh. and and um, in in Calgary, I think it was set, and her her landlady takes over and, and basically mm-hmm. offers them room and board for, mm-hmm. for a while, and then later when Taylor mm-hmm. was in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, giving birth to her son, mm-hmm. uh, the landlady turned out to be the, mm-hmm. uh, the nurse... Um, and she, Taylor makes this comment, uh, which I'll, I'll quote out of the, I'm just blabbing here, but quote out of the, I'll pull out of the actual, the, the sure. original recorded thing sure. of um, what the older generation would see in a younger person's life that, that in this case, this woman was empowered to give support. And um, anyway, I mean, I just think there's such a longer discussion here because I think we live in a society that's really different from when, Taylor was young, sure. and that I don't think seniors feel as empowered to oh, help yeah. young people mm-hmm. as they might have at another at another time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's an, a whole other area for discussion. But, but I think you raised a really important uh, point. I mean, I totally agree that like this society very this society is very ageist, right? And like our seniors have so much to offer to the society, but they are not given the chance to do so. Uh, but this the, the project we did, the, um, yeah. the storytelling and musical performance, that's like a great example of like how seniors can um, show like what they've like what they have, right? Yeah. I mean their life experience yeah. and stories. And yeah. That's the lesson we can learn from. Yeah, and it's, it's a really pity that um, our society is not seeing that. I really hope, I mean, I, I, I kind of hope that I can change, like, you know, as much as I can. I don't know how yet, but, like, um, I'm envisioning myself, like, you know, contribute, contributing, contributing oh. at least tiny a little bit. That's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Now, is there anything else you want to add? 
Um, well, um, I'm very grateful for um, the seniors and the 401, 401 um, senior, so senior Center uh, for letting me be part of it. And um, I hope to like, you know, see you or other um, seniors again because I really enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this, this is like people work. So like yeah. what matters the most is the people. Yeah. And then I've worked with it. Yeah. Like, great people. Yeah. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it was, it was great to share the same absolutely stunning experience yeah. uh, with you of, yeah. of the uh, yeah. of the collaboration, the yeah. storytelling and music. And, Thank and thanks for your role in it. Yeah, I mean, my pleasure. It has oh, been a great honor for me. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, this is Frank. And this is Brian. And today we're talking with people involved in the 411 Senior Center. Oscar talks about computer classes. Jane and Judy will share their experiences at the center. And finally, Lynn chats about how much the Senior Center means to her. I'm talking with Oscar, the computer instructor. Uh, you you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, sure. So my name is Oscar. Uh, I came to Canada like around like a year ago. I'm from Myanmar. Most people don't know where that is, but it's just beside Thailand and India. And, and how, how did you come to be at the 411 Senior Center? Uh, so one of my friends, uh, Redmond, he works at 411. So like, yeah, he was the first guy to introduce me to the Senior Center. So what do you do here? So basically, I am the computer instructor. So I have like three classes, the, begin, the beginner, intermediate, and the advanced. And I also do like one-on-one computer. Oh. And pe- if anyone like needs help with like anything, I'm there to help, you know, with tablets, phones, or computers. When are these classes? For now, like, I have three classes, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And if you want to schedule, like, a one-on-one session with me, you can talk to Mariko, and she'll get you one-on-one. Oh, yeah. that's good. What have you been teaching in these classes? Uh, basically, for one-on-one sessions, like, we just, I just help them with whatever, like, uh, they need for example for user like I helped you with the tablet and the beginners class I just helped them with Windows you know like Microsoft PowerPoint and anything and also I helped them with opening their email accounts and I know a lot of seniors have zero experience with computers yeah. and mm-hmm. so y- you can uh, you can help us uh, <laughs> feel uh, more comfortable with mm-hmm. modern technology <laughs> And I know in my case, I found that when I started learning a little bit, it turns out there's a whole lot more to learn. <laughs> how, how can people learn about computers at the 411? Yeah, uh, you just like schedule like appointment with Mariko, and then she'll get you, and she'll talk to me, and then we can find like sometimes that I'm free, and then we just schedule the oh. appointment. Yeah. Or either that like, you can join like classes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Oscar. Well, good morning, Jane, and uh, thanks for coming in uh, today. Um, I'd just like to ask you how you you came into 411, because you've done extraordinary work here since uh, you've come here to lead the group in ukulele. And uh, so perhaps I'd like you to tell us how you 
came to 411? Well, my um, encounter with 411 uh, was totally a fluke. Everything that's happened here has unfolded as a result of that. I came here to help a friend organize his papers because he was going to lead the choir and was getting the songbooks ready. And then Judy came with me. Um, and then once they, they uh, rolled the choir in with the ukulele group, uh, he needed some help. So I came to help with the ukulele. Um, at any rate, I came here to help a friend get his um, songbooks ready for the choir. At the same time, at 4.11, ukulele lessons were taking uh, place. Once the ukulele lessons were over, the players still wanted to continue playing, so they rolled that group in with the choir. It was too much for him to manage both, so he asked if I would come and give a hand with the ukulele players, which I did. It was so much fun and great experience. And then once the choir was finished at Christmas time, he asked, or they asked me if I would continue working with the ukulele players, and which I was more than honored to do. And it's just been a delight. Uh, I, I love to play the ukulele and uh, I love teaching. That was my profession before I retired. So I get to have the best of both worlds and the uh, students are lovely. It's been a wonderful, wonderful, life-affirming, rejuvenating experience. Okay. I'm very fortunate. I guess everyone here is fortunate who's been in your class and to have met you also as a person, especially myself. Um, before you came in, did you think there were so much of activities here at 411? I actually had no idea it's, uh, of the range of activities. We looked on the website, Judy and I had a look at the website after helping, uh, initially helping with the choir and um, and then started to come here more frequently through the ukulele and Judy taught some classes in Zentangle and it just was uh, amazing the range of activities that are going on here the the high degree of participation the community service um, it's really re really remarkable I wish that the budget was available so that the center could be open seven days a week even if just for a couple of hours on the weekend so we could come and have a coffee and just chat maybe play cards or something like that but the work that they're doing with decreasing funding is fantastic just fabulous that's a very interesting idea what you've just suggested that uh, it'd be open seven days so we can never thought about it but i think mm -hmm. it's worth looking into it because you know yeah it's a very comfortable place to come here and uh Socially, I think everyone seems to be growing in some way as they interact with each other here. Absolutely. And uh, like this podcast, who who would have ever thought that um, seniors would be able to le learn these skills? It's in really bringing technology, uh, making it accessible for seniors. And often that's not easily available. So I think it, it's it's great. The I guess the biggest feature or that I see at 411 is um, the the efforts to to take people out of an ice could be a very isolated lifestyle mm -hmm. and bring them in, like you say with a social interaction of various sorts intellectual emotional spiritual development yes. um, political discussions the writing programs that you've been involved with 
it's really opened up worlds, not just a world, but worlds for the people who participate here. It's really fabulous. Right. I was talking early on to Judy, like I said, uh, this writing course is for me, is completely transformed me because I've never been involved in any writing course before and I initially was reluctant to sign up for it because I thought it's only meant for writers and uh, once I got into it I realized wow it just I opened up Pandora's box and good things jumped out you know and uh, I think uh, so everyone can come come in here and find out what and try try many as many courses as they like and then find out what uh, appeals to them and what helps them to grow most of most of all absolutely very the the work well I've seen uh, you you become so invigorated and um, very happy very open to share and and like I said our seniors years we can be very very isolated when we no longer have that interaction at work or our families are gone or kids are gone so it really serves a valuable valuable function in in um, the community and it seems to fulfill something which I believe one of my thoughts that uh, I always say to myself the best friend you can ever have to be the stranger you have yet to meet well that's true it's great to see everybody yeah. still growing yeah you know that it's still possible so senior citizens it's not just the the decline to the end I, I really believe it's a time of as we hope it is our retirement years where we can pursue new activities so it's almost like a rebirth time it's really fabulous yeah, and so the courses give you that the the different activities and courses that are offered give you that opportunity to be rebloom correct correct uh, well anyway uh, thank you very much Jean for coming in and uh, talking to to me about this because I, I and I'm sure me and a lot of seniors share the same sentiments as as yourself and with this podcast, I think uh, we can spread the word further, not in a word of mouth like a lot of us do mm-hmm. about this place. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, turning to be a great adventure, I would say, you know, and something which seniors probably never realize they could change even further. Like I said, four and one is fortunate you, you, you stumbled here or you came by chance, but you're here to stay and uh, very, very grateful. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. You're welcome, Jean. The final part of our podcast today is the chance to hear some of our members talking about the creative ways to save money, something that is important to all seniors, but especially here in Vancouver, one of the most expensive cities in the world. And so I have a few... uh, things that I do to save money. And one is I have subsidized subsidized housing where I get 30, uh, uh, they take 30% of my income. And, um, and I have a yearly fare card for $45. And I buy, I buy my clothing from thrift shops like Sally Ann and Value Village. 411. And 411, yeah. <laughs> And these thrift shops are scattered all over town, and you get some really good designer clothes and also retro fashions and really good uh, condition in really good condition with a little care. You can make them your own.
or, or shop at a dollar store for incidentals. Um, groceries, now look for bargains. I miss out a lot of bargains because I go for convenience rather than um, shop and compare. Maybe someone could give me pointers on how to shop for groceries without making it the main occupation of my life. Maybe I could make it into a game and get interested in different kinds of food, but then there is such a, an overload of info, I've, I tend to back off and go back to my old habits. Uh, we need something for the slow-moving crowd, people with buggies, walkers, and wheelchairs with wider aisles than most stores for heavy traffic. For your groceries, I think uh, one of the best things that um, my husband and I have done is um, uh, we do the Safeway run every first Tuesday of the month where everything is customer appreciation day and it's 10% off your total bill, whether the items are on sale or not. So we always buy items that are on sale, which saves us money in the first place, and then we you get another additional 10% off. Um, another another thing is um, uh, Shoppers Drug Mart and their um, Optimum Points program is one of the best loyalty programs in the market today, I think, um, where it actually gives you back dollars um, for uh, having spent money at Shoppers Drug Mart. And, and their prices are good. They're just as good as London Drugs almost all the time. And they also match, match your prices. So it's a, it's a good way to save money. Speaking of Shoppers Drug, <laughs> uh, they, they sell food as well. And I found if you watch, sometimes there's a label on it says 30% off. And they have big jars of peanut butter. Uh, peanut butter is a good protein, and where peanut butter, the large 500 grams is sometimes $8 in other supermarkets. A lot of times they have it on special for $4, and if you keep wow. it in the refrigerator, it doesn't spoil. Uh, another thing that I found, there is money in your bank and credit card statements. I think it's a really good idea for seniors to not go paperless. I've gone paperless on almost all my bills, but I got a credit card bill back. And in going through it, I found three different things, charges that have been made against the card. I don't even take this card out of the house. I keep it in a closed drawer. And three charges have been made against it on Amazon. So I called Amazon. They said, I don't know how anybody could be doing that because we don't have the card registered. So I called the fraud protection on the the uh, card and they reverse that money back into my account. So likewise, I looked at my bank statements and I found that there have been times that they have made mistakes. So I got $150 credited back into my account. So it's worth getting the paper copy because you have to do a lot of fiddling around, you know, on the computer. Taking the bus, we have that orange card, but I found some streets, like if you're going along Frazier between 40th and all along there, there are fruit and vegetable markets. And so some days I'll just go to get fruits and vegetables and I'll cook up, stir fry a bunch of vegetables and then freeze some in portions. So when it's a day I don't feel like cooking something, if I've got some ground beef, then I've got a little package Mm -hmm. of stir fried vegetables in the freezer. Perfect. I find that... uh, I go to different um, low-cost food stores like No Frills um, uh, and other stores like Abilo and places like that and and get things when they're on sale. But I find I do a lot of bouncing around f- to different stores 
and that way I get, you know, what's on special at each different place, and that saves a lot of money. And that also I try to find out, uh, get flyers before the sales so I can do my homework and decide what I want to get. I might not get all of the items, but at least I've got a list of, of what I'd like to get. This whole area of um, saving money, it really, really made me think. Uh, because I think I've, I, um, I come from a frugal background that I think actually goes back to on my mom's side that they were Mennonites. And I was raised um, where we always had a compost a pile, a garden. Um, waste, food waste was, you know, minimized. Um, even um, my mom was into environmentalism, which, you know, back in people forget that there was an environmental movement back in the 40s and so again waste and and living simply um you know what something that i i think i learned as a kid after, and after i got over being uh, you know 15 year old fashionista i definitely um learned to uh, do uh, thrift shopping the um and when i was thinking about saving money i it made me think about my friendships, and I have my one friend, uh, Sue, and even though she is a generous soul, and I, I'm wearing a, a beautiful pendant that she bought new for my 65th birthday, um, Sue haunts alleys. <laughs> she found a, um, a huge uh, tub full of uh, a uh, yellow alder plant that, that it anchors my... Um, my patio garden. Uh, in fact, sometimes I have to tell her, no, no more uh, pots. Uh, but if you have, if you find any more soil, um, she she brings everything. And uh, ever since I've known her, she's volunteered at, at a thrift store. And I want to say for her that volunteerism is a for her also social good. She donates blood regularly. Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone else who does? So it's not just that she's into getting stuff cheap uh but anyway i have benefited from her her interest and and i realized that you know it's fun to have a friend to talk about getting good deals and i just have to accept that when i die people are going to say kathy loved getting a a good deal (laughs) and and charlotte i just want to say i live um next to a shoppers which is next to a no frills Mm. so that means when i get optimum points at shoppers i can go right to no frills and buy food with them which um the problem with just having points in shoppers is that is that you know it's sort of limiting i mean you know you can only buy so much so many um i don't know acetaminophen and and uh uh expensive razors and etc i would rather spend my uh, savings on on uh, food but anyway um I, I am I am a frugalista. I am so. I'm not exactly proud of it, but I own it. Bravo, food. Well, it was good for you. Frugalista. That's a new yes. name, new word. I wanted to mention that I. They were talking about recycling, and it started when I was a little child. And I'll never forget. We had we'd get boxes of clothes because we were the biggest family in the neighborhood, and we had to take off zippers, buttons, everything. Recycle, and then with all the material that was left over, we took it to the ragman, and we got so much money per pound, and that. 
Speaking of going to the store, uh, sometimes people have a negative thought about carrying a bunch of bags of things, but I found at No Frills and possibly other stores, you could bring a simple little bag of, of bottles back to the store, and they give you money for it. So I thought, that's not so bad. I'm carrying a bag there anyhow, and they're all empty, so I can start to just shift my attitude and take them in and get that money. <laughs> Another way that uh, you can save money is... Um, uh, I find that uh, the Vancouver Community College at uh, Pender and Camby is a great place. They have a bakery and they have a, a hairdressing salon as well as a aesthetics salon. And so you can buy, you can buy baked goods. Oftentimes they offer meat as well. Um, and they're at very nominal prices because this is part of their student program. Uh, they also have a, a fine dining restaurant as well as a, a cafeteria. And all of these are, are funded by the students themselves. And the prices are just unbelievable. I, I can get my hair cut for uh, $8, um, $6 with a senior's discount. And you can get, uh, I can get my hair colored for 35 bucks, which is really reasonable. And you can get your, you can get your manicure done for uh, less than 20. So it's really a good a good place. And the girls and well, the students there are fantastic. They're uh, they love to uh, participate and they're very engaging. Um, and uh, it's a really good experience. Hey, Mayumi, I went there for my 70th birthday and treated myself to a massage, a facial, a haircut. And it was, um, uh, the services were really good. And I mean, I've had lots and lots of massage in my life, and it was a very, very good massage. The facial was also really good. And it cost what it would have cost one time to go to, you know, regular get a regular haircut yeah so it, it was it was great and I actually I also uh, go I utilize their uh, dental hygiene program you know they uh, clean your teeth x-ray your teeth the dentist looks at them and then they'll consult with your regular dentist at least for me uh, if you know if there if there's other work that needs to be done and um, I realized when I retired that I really I miss being around young people because that was part of my my work, and um, so I actually get very attached to these young um, hygienists. And I I look at the time that it takes as uh, volunteer work, and also because I have a background in education, I find the training really really interesting. So for me, uh, on a non X ray year, that saves me three hundred bucks a year. And if you have someone cleaning your teeth over a 10-hour 10 10 period, you have the best cleaned teeth wow. in Vancouver. There's no possible way even a skilled hygienist can clean your teeth properly in an hour. So, Another thing is um, my husband uh, and I just found this um, Gas Buddy. Um, it's, an, uh, it's a website where everybody uh, punches in their... Um, their gas price for uh, for when they fill up, and it's up sort of up to the minute 
gas pricing and what's the best price in the in the lower mainland for gas um, because gas is so expensive we just paid a hundred and seven dollars for our stupid Volkswagen so it's crazy crazy expensive and so um, with gas buddy you find out where the cheapest gas is or, and which is maybe just around the corner from you or maybe on your way to someplace else and you can just go there and gas up um, also Safeway has a program where if you uh, if you spend money at Safeway, they offer a coupon for up to uh, six cents a liter off your uh, off your gas. So for people who have cars, it it's saves quite a bit of money. I made the decision a few months ago uh, to not renew the lease on my car, and. That was a shocker, but I've lost weight because I have to walk up this big <laughs> Fraser Hill <laughs> to get up to. I live close to the place where there's a shopper's drug mart on one end and the no frills. And so two or three times a week, I'm climbing that hill, and I feel my heart feels stronger. My feet feel better. But uh, to get help figure out the numbers, what I put together, what I was paying for my lease plus the monthly gas, that was over $500 a month. So the times that I have to take a taxi, I felt, you know, hey, I'm, <laughs> this is a third of what I was spending. So those days when it's raining um, and I don't have, uh, you know, the handy dirt, I think that's the other thing, finding out about the different services. They say on 211 or 311 that there's a lot of free or low-cost travel for seniors, but I want to encourage people to call that number and say they need to get it up to date because every number referred me to someplace else, but there are some services that are supposed to help you if you are looking for a job, if you're going for interviews where you could get reduced transit, but to justify that separation from your car, just do the numbers <laughs> and you find you spend much less for uh, a taxi than for a car daily. Talking about handy dirt, I've been taking handy dirt for a year and a half and it's rocked my world. It's I was told for many years when I went in, out of, in and out of hospital uh, to take handy dirt. And, um, and uh, so, now that I'm taking it, it's it's totally amazing because I, I you know, I used to get tickets, which are cheaper than uh, just regular paying regular fares, or you can pay the money, uh, but you pay the same as on a bus. But now my daughter, uh, six months ago, got me a monthly pass, and that's rocked my world because I can take Handy Dart as many times a day for the whole month for one price. And it saves a lot of money because I do dialysis three or four days a week. And so I have to pay. So that amount alone, I was paying that, which is like uh, at least $100. And then I was taking other trips by Handy Dart on top of that. So with this pass, I don't, I pay $95 and I, uh, you know, it's just amazing uh, how much money I save because I just use it a lot, uh, way more than, you know, before. So it's great. I should mention, too, that um, for haircuts, um, the best price is no price at all, and that's at 4-11, um, the last Tuesday of every month. And Rita is a fantastic hairdresser, and she's a bright, bubbly uh, gal who uh, cuts my hair and uh, she does a great job and all you have to do is make an appointment.
I'm sure most of you have done the same thing, that you have the um, card for the community centers, which is, you, you get it, it's called... Access card. The, uh, um, yeah, the leisure access card. Uh, if you're... Um, I don't know what the income cutoff is, but anyway, they do ask you about your income. But it's really great because a lot of the, the um, classes and stuff you get for half price. Okay. And um, I'm because I'm spending so much time at 411 these days and, and occasionally doing the yoga there, I'm not use, using the community centers as much, but they they do have good programs for, for and services for seniors. Yeah. Well, that just about wraps up this 411 Powered by Age podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to all the podcast producers, all the other kind participants, and the guys at Podstream Studio who helped make this all happen. <laughs>